Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hey buddy. Hey man. How are you? I'm good. Look look what I'm wearing. I know. I just noticed that. Yes, ma'am. For those of you who are listening, I'm wearing the new merch shirt that we have, the Yes, ma'am. Sure. Yeah. It's the official Tom Paris, Robbie McNeil, uh, yes, ma'am. Signature shirt. quote. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we've talked about this before. Someone has compiled almost, uh, I don't know. Like a whole YouTube video. Yeah, a whole yeah. YouTube video of every time you've said yes, ma'am. Or, uh, not every, but most, a lot of times that you've said yes, ma'am. And it's absolutely hilarious. It's yeah. amazing. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fun watch. Even though you're saying the same thing over and over again. It's worth a watch. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's another right. YouTube video that's got um, some kind of some every, kind of some, some sort of yeah. yeah some kind of <laughs> it's some kind of uh, nebula. Yeah. Some kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that video, Captain. But, it's some 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 sort of anomaly. And the yeah. the funny thing is, before I mean, I've that that video has been out for a while, but with the first time I saw it, I was shocked. I could yeah. not believe how many times that we said that. Like uh, this this was never on my radar. You know what no, I'm saying? And probably no. never for you either, right? And it's not just Voyager. It's yeah. a TNG, DS9. All of us say that over yeah. and over again. And never really knew it. Never I knew know. it. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. All right. How's everything else? You got the t-shirt. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, I got the t-shirt on. Love, yeah. the, love the Tom Paris Yes Ma'am shirt. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, going to be shipping all that merch over to Vancouver. The fun part about merchandise with our Delta Flyers store is mm. you and I travel a lot. Yes. And and so there's no like physical store. We are the store. We so, are <laughs> the store moves from Canada to Utah to Vegas to Georgia to all over the place. So uh, it does. All right. This week. Yes. What is this week? This week is random thoughts. Okay. Yes. The episode that's so popular with random flight members. Remember, we talked yes, about that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> this is Random Flight International Fan yes. Club's favorite episode. Favorite episode, Random yes. Thoughts. Okay. So let's go watch this episode and let us come back and discuss. Robbie and I are back from watching Random Thoughts. Yes, we are. Mm. random thoughts it's actually a perfect title for this episode it really is let us start with our poetry synopsis here we go so let's start with the haiku yeah let's let's go with the the elegant simple haiku yes the simple easy to come up with most of the time haiku here we go my haiku for random thoughts torres in trouble engrammatic purge needed Tuvok saves the day. Ooh, I like that. Oh, good. I like that. Like that. That's clean. It's very it's clean. concise. It says it all. Mine's a little more cryptic. Okay. Um, and let's, hopefully funny. Let's <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What percentage uh, is McNeil? What percentage is male McNeil? I'm never gonna female specify. McNeil. I'm never gonna specify. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> never gonna specify. Okay. <laughs> Here we go with our limerick. Mm. This alien planet looks just like the one before. Balana's thoughts are not her own to explore. What's that musky smell? Violent thoughts we must expel. When you take it away, they only want it more. (laughs) 
Okay, see, I already know this is Rebecca because she included Neelix with the musky smell. And she loves <laughs> exactly. Johnny Phillips and Neelix. Yes, Hence, she does. See, I'm being the investigator here. I'm being Tuvok right now. Okay. And I have basically put things together and I now know that this is a Rebecca-driven limerick because she because included Johnny Ethan Neelix. Phillips because yes. there's no reason to have the musky, the musky smell, smell line in there. No, but because how much she loves the actor who played That's Neelix. True. Therefore, well, also, I was doing the whole smelling, sniffing around him bit. So yeah, I, made, you you know, did. I, I made a bit of a thing about that you, when we you, were watching you did. it. So. You did. There we go with our poetry. This episode, Random Thoughts, was written by Ken Biller, mm-hmm. directed by the Alex uh, Singer. Lovable Alex Singer. Alex Singer. Yes. Yeah. We love Alex. I feel like I, when I saw that Ken had written this episode, I was like, boy, he writes a lot of the Bolana episodes. He. It, it, does didn't, didn't he i feel like ken definitely connected with her character or yeah, yeah. for yeah. whatever reason he, whatever he wrote, reason yeah. he wrote a lot of those episodes i think a lot of the writers had characters that they kind of were possessive of like jerry taylor was a jane was the janeway writer like she mm. really you know jerry taylor loved janeway or yeah, I don't know for Harry or Tom who I would say our writers were. I think Lisa Klink really liked Tom Paris for some reason. I really do. And maybe Brandon yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But definitely Ken and Bolana Torres are connected. Yes, for, for sure. sure. A yeah. lot. Agreed. And Alex did his thing. We had some wonderful guest stars. Gwyneth Walsh plays yeah. Namira. Yes. Gwyneth is originally from Canada. Oh, Canadian. Yeah, and she had done quite a few other Star Trek shows. In fact, a lot of fans may have met her at conventions because she's very uh, involved in the convention circuit. Yes. Did she play the Klingon? Uh, She she did. uh, Yes, that's... Bator, which is the Klingon Klingon Dura's sister, Bator. Lursa and Bator. She played Bator. Yes. In in TNG's Redemption, Redemption 2, and Firstborn episodes. There you go. She also portrayed Bator in DS9. Yes. First season episode, past prologue, and in Star Trek Generations movie. She's a fan favorite. I mean, those characters, especially in the feature films, uh, people love those. There you go. I did not make that connection, so thank you for that. She Anyone was, else? She was yeah. from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, raised uh, in oh, Vancouver. Oh, she's from Manitoba. Wayne Perret, mm. I, th- I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Wayne yeah. Perret. Perret. Um, also French? I mean, also Canadian? Maybe French no, Canadian? No, I don't no? think so. Okay. I'm, I don't think so. No, Give he's me from some... Louisiana. Actually. All right. Oh, he's from Louisiana. He played okay. Will. And he has an interesting background. He He's done a ton of shows. But here's some interesting stuff that he worked with uh, Lori Petty on Alien Nation. Lori Petty was on our oh, show. Yeah. He did Total Security in 1997 with Rebecca McFarlane, who was in this episode. What? Um, on Voyager? He, he did Spy Game in 1998, directed by Rick Colby. He was in Profiler in 1998 with Alicia Coppola, who was what? also on our show. Oh he did Third Rock with the Sun in 1998 with Jim Beaver, who was my neighbor. <laughs> When I was doing excuse me Jim Beaver was your neighbor yes he was he lived in you my know that's do you know Jim Beaver was the reason why I met Megan do you know this story no uh-uh <laughs> Keely wanted to meet Jim Beaver Jim Beaver was on Supernatural Jim Beaver was going to be at Edmonton Comic-Con Edmonton is not Calgary clearly but because Keely wanted to meet Jim Beaver Megan drove with Keely to Edmonton uh, Comic-Con which is oh where I was at 
I waved at Megan and Keely because little Keely was dressed as Harley Quinn. She was five at the time. Uh -huh. And I thought, what a cute little Harlequin. And I said, what a cute mom of the Harlequin. So I waved at them, but they didn't come up to my table. And two weeks later, Megan tweeted saying, I'm not sure if you were trying to wave at me or somebody else, but I was the one with, with my daughter the dressed as Harlequin. Harlequin. Yeah. And so that's how it all began because of Jim Beaver, your neighbor. How that's funny. so weird. Jim Beaver. Small world. Okay. okay. So uh, this actor also did the TV movie Pirates of Silicon Valley, which featured Kitty Swank, Armin Shimmerman's wife, and Alex Enberg was no, in that as God. well. So there's a lot of Ooh, tons of connections. Small world. The magicians yeah. he was on with Rick Worthy. Is Wayne Perret playing Gwill in this? Yes, he Is plays right? Gwill. Okay. Yeah. And Rebecca McFarland, does she Rebecca play McFarlane, uh, Tally? Here's, here's the Is funny thing. I, I had to, I did look up all these actors and I kept looking at Rebecca McFarland going, I feel like I know her. She's married to my friend, the director, Jason Ensler. And I what? didn't put that together until after I watched oh this episode. God, small world. Yeah, she's married to Jason Ensler. Yeah. Does she play Tally, the marketplace uh, gal? Is that right? The blonde? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. She sure does. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of Star Trek connections with her. Mm. She did do uh, a show called Maximum Bob mm. with Liz Vassie. Uh, who was in one of my short films, Nine Millimeter of Love. Yeah. So she worked with... Uh, I remember Liz, yes. Liz Vassie. Oh, she did Ghost Whisperer. Armin Kvorkian, who was one of our post guys, had worked on, on Ghost, Ghost Whisperer. Whisper. Yeah. And so did, I want to say maybe Ron Moore or somebody. Some of wow. our Star Trek crew worked on Ghost Whisperer. So anyway, all of our guest stars here have multiple connections to other Star Trek. Connected family friend before we get in the plot let me just ask you one to ten what are you going to rate this guy i'm going to give this a six out of ten this is you're going to give it a sixer i like the concept i thought all of our actors did a good job mm -hmm. it's just something about it didn't feel as dynamic or compelling as some yeah. of our other episodes yeah. it felt like a really cool idea yeah but it felt more like an intellectual exercise okay to me than a emotionally engaging episode if gotcha. that makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to give it, uh, I'll give it a 6.5. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. And okay. uh, I feel about the same thing that you're feeling as well. So it was all right. okay. It was all right. Yeah. 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 So we find ourselves orbiting the Minari homeworld. Uh, it's actually the Mari. The Mari. Mari thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't write it down here. Yeah, but the Mari homeworld. Mm -hmm. Correct. And we uh, hear in Janeway's um, law, captain's log, that these are this is a species of telepaths. Right. And the very first scene is Paris uh, in the transporter room <laughs> with a box in his hand. And yeah. Neelix is like, oh, what are you bringing back? And Paris doesn't want to say right. some sort of surprise, which we never find out, I don't think. Do we? I think there... No, we don't. But what, I'm going to ask you. Yes. What do you think was in that box? Well, since I didn't say anything <laughs> to Neelix, it had to be something kind of intimate. That's what I thought. So we're talking and, and Neelix uh, says he's going down to meet there's some, so many beautiful ladies down there. Yeah. And Paris starts sniffing. He's like, what is what is that smell? And I love this. I sort of walked around the room and yeah. then I realized it's, it's, it's Neelix. Neelix. I said, well, what is that? What is that smell? He says, it's musk. Tell Chuck Musk, actually. Tell Chuck Musk. 
<laughs> Almost Which like is, tell Chuck, Chuck, the show that you uh, directed and produced. Yeah. <laughs> tell Chuck Musk. And he says, uh, too bad, you know, he basically says to Paris, like, too bad you're you're committed now because there's so many beautiful women. And yeah. Paris has a line where he says, are you really trying to depress me? <laughs> and I, I, I got to say, I didn't what like are you, that you, line. I know. Are you, are you getting, are you going back to the, the, you know, the smooth talker guy again? Or what's yeah, it felt, here? it felt like a line. I wish I had, I had yeah. said something because it just yeah. was like a, it, it rang very un. I didn't like it. So I hear you. That's fine. But the cool thing is we now know that Neelix has a new love interest and yes. it's Tally, one of these aliens, the Mari aliens down in the marketplace. She's a vendor. Yep. So it's kind of nice to see that Neelix has new love in his life, you know, yeah. after the departure yeah. of Kess. How long have we been at this planet, do you think? I would say at like least 24. A week. Oh, really? I think so. Okay, good. I mean, you think 24 hours? I thought, I thought it was we had week. been there like 24 hours or something. Oh, because, oh, no. Because one of the issues I had was Neelix seemed to be very intimately invested with Tali. Y yes. In, in this story in a way that I thought, how did he develop such a emotional bond so quickly it just i i didn't know if i bought oh, that but if okay if you think it's been a week i, I think it's maybe been a that helped yeah. that helps me a little because i was like this is yeah really or or, or maybe by osmosis she's taken on the harry kim sort of fall in love very quickly fall hard <laughs> yeah hard fall and hard and fast yes mm -hmm. okay so we go down to the marketplace i gotta yeah. say this alien town this alien marketplace set my first response was, oh, we've seen this set before. Like, I feel like yeah. we've reused this set just one too many times, mm -hmm. you know, with a little different paint or a little different stairway here or there. But immediately I thought, oh, we're recycling this alien planet in a way that just, I wish we had come up with something cooler uh, for this marketplace but um yeah that was yeah my first thought. i hear that too i i had the minute we we see that scene in the marketplace i thought about a couple things the one episode we were sequestered in that one environment and then you and torres escaped to the cold environment you remember that one there's all yep. those different environments so the main room where all the voyager crew are, are kind of put in that that reminded me of that place as well as the season one episode prime factors when mm -hmm. we arrived yep. to the pleasure planet of people that marketplace was very similar to this one. I feel like this is a set they sort of pull out whenever we're in the generic alien planet marketplace. We whip out the same, you know, walls and stairs. And I don't know yeah. that that's for some reason, it, it doesn't always bug me. But this time it did. It did a little bit. Yeah. I felt like there were more levels. I mean, I you know, there have been multiple levels in the prior sets, but this one looked like there were even more levels. So yeah, that, it did. That set it apart. You that, know, that helped a little, a little bit. bit for sure. Yeah. But we see Janeway and Bellana trying to buy some supplies from a salesman in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And the man reads Janeway's mind, you know, they're negotiating, haggling over a price. And he's yeah. like, well, I think you're willing to spend up to this amount. And mm -hmm. 300 rens. That's what he said. Yeah. And Janeway pretends that she can read his mind. She sort of plays along with, mm -hmm. I think I read that you're, you're wanting to sell it to me or something. Yes. It was clever. It was very yes. sweet. It was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. And then somebody bumps into Balana, and yeah. she sort of really gets mad for a second. Um, she's pissed off. Yes. She's pissed off for a second, mm -hmm. but then she calms down. It's it's a classic Balana reaction, but yeah, you think it's just not a big deal. Yeah. And then this guy Gwill comes out, and he's very concerned, and he sort of 
holds her arms. And I don't know, I was getting a little jealous as the Tom Paris boyfriend. I was like, let go of my girlfriend's arms here. You're looking a little too creepily into her eyes. It, it was an odd moment, which will come back and pay off later on. Of course. Why he did that. But in at this mm -hmm. point in watching it, I was like, it stuck out to me as a weird moment. Yeah. We go over to Neelix and he is flirting like crazy with a tally. They're talking about some plums or something. And then she goes, wait a minute. Why do you want me to tug on, tug your, on whiskers? your whiskers? I laughed out loud. <laughs> Have we visited this uh, topic before? No. Do we know anything about? No, this is the first time, isn't it? That, that this is a Talaxian uh, foreplay thing, yes. evidently, right? Tugging, I mean, tugging on whiskers. Tugging is, on the whiskers, yeah. which I think they brought about this idea because of uh, maybe with Ferengi tugging on the ear. Oh, and the ear. Is a sexual thing, yes. And so I think, you know, the writer was like, hey, let's let's tug on some his whiskers. You know, it's kind of oh, like interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I got from that. So, uh, but it was a sweet scene, and so that sort of establishes, you know, that Neelix, yeah. uh, the the relationship that's kind of starting to grow there. Yep. And then we go to Tuvok and Namiri, yes. the examiner, mm -hmm. the security officer, basically uh, on, constable, from this, yeah. constable mm -hmm. from this planet, mm -hmm. and they're on sort of a walk and talk. And I noticed in this scene as they walked around this recycled town set <laughs> that <laughs> that the whole thing was looped. Did you notice this? No, really? It was looped okay. so okay. hard. And I was okay. just like, oh. In fact, I'll say in this episode, there was a lot of looping, more than normal, that I noticed. Uh, and that I... could have been one of the reasons I felt a little disconnected. Because Really? Yeah, whenever, whenever you loop a scene, especially when you really dig in and loop the whole scene, yeah. there's something in the experience as you watch it. There's something that's, that's just a little, a little off. Little yeah. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't feel and, quite right. And part of that is, you know, the looping, the voiceover happens way after months. the principal photography. We're yeah. talking about, yeah, yeah, uh, months later. Yeah. And so it's difficult for actors to capture that exact mood and the and the pacing and the cadence of, of that day yeah and usually you come in and there's pages of dialogue that you're looping and there's a schedule they're like 45 minutes the next yeah, one's we're gonna get coming through in. this yeah uh, so, so you're, you're under kinda... you're under the gun right so you can't you can't give it your 100 attention and focus yeah. so there's always going to be that little smidgen of offness that you feel yeah yeah, yeah. okay i didn't particularly notice it but you did so yeah. that's a big thing i have one question for you did this come into your mind when she started speaking telepathically with Tuvok did you start to think is the universal translator that complex and that advanced I didn't even think of it but <laughs> you're absolutely right that it, that they it should not be able to telepathy? talk telepathically no no, oh, because good catch. universal translator only works by sound by voice it listens to what's being said not good, telepathically, but, good but with your mouth, right? So this mm. is a little a little bit of a hole in the plot here, right? In yes, the story it here. is. Yeah, okay. Good catch. Thank you. But they're talking about crime prevention. They both yeah. are really, and Tuvok is kind of, flirting is probably an exaggeration, but you do sense a bit that he's Hey, in his connecting. world, that's flirt, yes, yeah. for sure, for sure. And she's going to come follow his uh, daily security rounds. Yep. Yep. And suddenly they hear a noise in the marketplace and they run off and there's a fight going on, like a hard fight. This guy is yeah. smashing the other guy with like vases or something. Yeah, yeah. pottery, right? Pottery, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
and yeah. Janeway and Bolana rush over and they break it up. I think Janeway asks him, you know, why were you doing this? And he says, I, I don't know. Yeah. Clueless. And he doesn't know why. And one thing that came to mind as I watched the scene is a lot of times when you have scenes like this, where there's a fight or something with some characters and they don't have a lot of dialogue, mm -hmm. you'll cast a stunt actor for that, right. that sequence, because you don't want to cast an actor and then have to double them for the fight and, you know, uh, get wigs or, you know, lookalikes right. and everything. So mm -hmm. you cast a stunt actor, but often no, uh, this is not a jab at our stunt brothers and sisters, but often they're not the greatest actors. They're, mm -hmm. they're there to be stunt people and they know Correct. how to fall and fight and Correct. do all that stuff, but yeah. nuanced dialogue. And this is a moment where I was like, when he spoke, I was like, oh yeah, this was a stunt actor. For sure. <laughs> this was, yeah, this, they cast a stunt guy. Cause it was just yeah. like, I don't know why. I don't know. It was a little <laughs> stiff. It was a little like meatheady, a little. Yeah, it, was, it totally worked. You know, it's a one-liner. It's it's a it's fine. It's it was, fine. It was but, the stunt guy. It was yeah. the stunt casting. It's a stunt guy for sure. Yes. Now, um, now while this is going on, Tuvok is up in the corridors on Voyager, explaining to Chief Examiner Namira why the brig is is there. Why do we have a brig? You know. Mm -hmm. So while this is going on. There's an interruption, and Kim, now you see Harry for the first time. He says, bridge to Commander Tuvok, Chief Examiner Namira has been recalled to the surface, and here we have that line. There's been some sort of attack in the mar marketplace. So the mm -hmm. some sort of line that we hear, some, some kind of, of some yes, kind of. that we yes. talked about in the intro, we have one right here, and Harry has it. And my voice, I, I, I wrote a note, a quick little note. It sounds like I had a head cold. Um, that day when we were I filming. wonder if you looped it. Honestly, there was tons of looping in this episode. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I could have looped it and could I could have been sick when I was looping. You know, yeah. I could have had the, the remnants of a cold then. So that's By my the way, note on that one. Before we come back into Voyager from the planet, there's a ship shot outside in space. Yeah. And I noticed that it was it was a CGI ship instead mm -hmm. of our model shots. Correct. It was yep. CG and it was kind of close. And I have to say it looked like you know, this is back when CG was not as good as it is now. Right. And I prefer the models. I prefer yes. the live models yes. flying by. They look great. Yes. This, this particular space shot pulled me out a little because I was yep. like, oh, it feels a little cartoony. Yeah. But the reason they use this sort of using CGI ships is because they had only shot uh, when we did the pilot, they shot their library of shots for the model. And the model is big. It's like a, you know, eight or 10 foot. Uh Correct. Model. It's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. And they go in for a couple of days and they do different, you know, start yeah. the camera on the front of the model and go right. to the back, go underneath. Yeah. They they do a, a handful. Mm -hmm. So maybe mm -hmm. they have a dozen flybys of the ship right. that they use over and over and over with different backgrounds. Correct. Um, I think this is probably at the point where they were like, yeah, we got to start using the CG version mm -hmm. because We've used those model shots a lot. Yeah, so many times that we need something new, right? Yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, the quality of CGI was not up to par no. as as it is today. So it's it's definitely obviously CGI, and it does yeah. pull you out a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're now in the marketplace, and yes. uh, we have Tuvok, Torres, Janeway, Neelix, and Chief Examiner Namira. And she says, you know, listen, I, I, this is just standard procedure. I need to, to question all of you about what happened. Mm -hmm. Follow me to the questioning or the interview room. And there they go. And Janeway, 
Torres and Neelix are being questioned by Namira. Mm -hmm. and, and clearly, you know, this is just a general interview, right? It's nothing really yeah, charged. It starts off yeah. pretty, pretty basic. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that it, it was sort of scripted and, and uh, played as a montage a little Correct. bit. Correct, yes. Like a montage of... with actual dialogue. Though, yeah. Right? yeah. So like Janeway would answer questions, then you go back mm -hmm. to the investigator, and then all of a sudden Balana's in the chair, and yeah. another question, then Neelix is in the chair, and it would, yeah. it would jump back and forth as the story sort of built towards ultimately towards you know balana mm -hmm. her memory of of a, a, a quick thought of a fantasy of hitting him but right. i thought that montage approach was unusual for our show we don't normally do that sort of stylized yeah you know, jumping back and forth between people in the same moment or it, it right. felt a little more stylized than we normally do which i thought was yeah. interesting of ken biller to write it that way yes and that's definitely a biller issue a biller uh thing as opposed to a director uh alex singer didn't direct it that way it was written that way it was right? definitely yeah. written that way for mm -hmm. sure yep <laughs> by the way neelix remembers with tally the whiskers being pulled <laughs> and we see that for a moment with him oh it was a silly shot and, and then we get to Balana and what yeah. was she thinking? And she she had a fantasy, a thought for a moment that she hit this guy and bumped into her. Yeah. And as soon as she remembers that violent thought, she is arrested and charged with aggravated violent thought resulting in grave bodily harm. That is right. an actual crime. Yeah, that's, that's the charge. Mm -hmm. And the only solution for that is to go through an engrammatic purge to remove the offending images from the mind, which is basically a advanced way of saying a lobotomy, a lobotomy. is what's going to happen, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And Janeway asks if they can delay this procedure and give her time to look at the evidence. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting that Janeway is very respectful of these laws, even though yes. they seem crazy. Yep. But yep. They're, they're trying to work with the the species and with their laws and the mm -hmm. people there so um yeah i thought that was really interesting yeah we go to the transporter room and paris is waiting for janeway mm -hmm. and this is another scene that was looped this walk and talk down the hallway oh yeah down the was corridor totally mm -hmm. looped it just sort of made it less uh you know uh less impact dyna impactful Dynamic? than i think okay. it could have been yeah um probably the reason they looped it is because we were on a walk and talk you heard the footsteps or maybe mm -hmm. the dolly wheels squeaking or yeah. who knows what sure. noises that we heard so that we had to loop the whole scene. Right. And we go to the bridge now and Perry says everybody's coming back yeah. from the all, planet. All crew have been called back to the ship and Paris, yep. Paris shows up and he pleads his case with Chakotay. We mm -hmm. have to go rescue her. These guys are pacifists. And it was like, oh. Uh, are you saying that we should go down and kill everybody? I mean, it was, yeah, was kind of like, I like, why? I was, <laughs> why is Paris I was like, so let's, violent, go, right? let's go kill everybody. These... Yeah. Let's attack these people. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like, yes. we can do it. We could easily take her back. Like, it's yes. not a problem. And by the way, um, you sit in the captain's chair for I the very the first time. Very ever, first right? time. Yeah. Very first time. You even ask, you're like, can I sit here? It was, yeah. <laughs> it was so interesting. It was kind but of did you it was kind of an odd scene to be placed on the bridge. I got to be honest. Uh, definitely. You know, I'm sort of pitching this, like, let's attack these people in, yeah. right on the bridge. Yeah. And the, and the conversation we were having seemed strange to be having in a public place like that. It just. Yeah. Or, or if they, okay. You remember Chicote is up 
at my station, yeah. right? So maybe instead of having him cross down to the captain's chair, maybe it would have been better for him to cross uh, on the upper area past the turbo lift when you come in. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then you grab him there and you guys have that conversation by the door, you know, instead of right in the middle of but the I'm, bridge. I'm, I'm the sure they had these lines written about the captain's mm. chair because at the end he's like, and just because you sat in that chair. Oh, that's mean. right. That's right. That's right. So it's I'm sure there. it was yeah. written that yeah. way. It yeah. just was a hard place to play the scene Yeah, because I, I couldn't be, no, no, none of us, neither of us could get too emotional or too mm-hmm. wound up in this public place on the bridge. Right. So it just right. became this sort of half quiet, but clearly we're not going to hide the fact that we're talking no. we're 10 feet away from each other no so. it was awkward yeah um the other thing i noticed i don't know if you saw this but when you guys are now sitting down having that conversation uh you have a close-up on chakotay he says a few things and then you have the reverse on you on paris and you're out of focus <laughs> and oh, i was really? thinking yeah and i was like wait a minute and i rewound it again and i played it again and i said no he's clearly out of focus unless this was like a glamour filter no. that marvin rushed through on you which he wouldn't do for the boys it right probably, i mean no it was out of focus yeah sure. so it was just not clear and i was well thinking, back then oh, we shot film and so yeah. you wouldn't see it till the next day after correct the film had been developed correct so we probably moved on and they yep. they, they, they just missed it they yeah. could try to fix that a little bit in post. Mm-hmm. They could try to sharpen it a little. Yeah. Uh, if it was, you know, if, if it was, if they were able to do it, sometimes right. they could, but. Right. But. Uh, and, and not to, not to criticize our camera crew. I think for the most part, they did a great job, but every now and then, like you said, because it's on film, if it's a little bit out of focus, you don't know until dailies are, are printed up for the next day. Yeah. You have no clue. Right. Yeah. Janeway's ready room. Um, Tuvok and Janeway are now reviewing the case against. They're looking at pads. Torres. They're sitting yeah. at her desk. Janeway's behind the desk. He's on the other side. They're leaning forward. And I made a note: Why are they so close to they're each other? So close. Like their arms were on. Al- their yeah. pads were almost. Yeah. Overlapping. Yeah. They were in each yeah. other's personal space. Right. And I, in my video reaction, I did a video reaction of that. I said it was reminiscent of when a couple is drinking out of a champagne flute and they, and they entwine their arms like that and they each yeah. drink out. You, you know what I'm saying? And it was almost it was, like they were was doing odd. that with the pads. The, it yeah. was very odd. It, it was very so odd. So close. Yeah. Very, and it reminded me of often when, you know, when, when an actor has a prop and you're kind of lining up the close up or the tighter mm-hmm. shot. Yep. And, you know, uh, they'll ask the actor, they'll say, Hey, can you lift that prop up a little higher? So we see it instead of camera. Yeah. And it felt like they had asked both of them, Hey, can you lift those pads up to an awkwardly close and high position? And it's just so we can see it, but it didn't really make sense. Um, And and that happened, that has happened. um, That's happened more than once where we, we will be given the command or we will be asked as actors to, unnaturally turn our bodies or or hold a prop where normally we would never hold it in that that way or we would yeah. never turn our body in that way but it's all for camera all yeah. to look better on camera i agree yeah yeah, yeah. it's a little awkward but we they do I, go through the evidence in this scene and yes. they and they do see something we don't know what yet but they yes. see something yes i just want to quickly jump in and add i love tuvok's line when he's trying to describe torres's um temper he calls yeah. it lieutenant torres's violent proclivities and it's like such a vulcan way yes. of describing a bad temper right yes. so yeah all right okay so then we go to uh tuvok is talking to namira mm-hmm. and he explains that they've discovered that frame the guy that initiated this fight based right. on supposedly on balana's right. violent thought 
he had four previous arrests. He's yeah. got a history, basically. Yeah. And she starts taking it very personally. Like she's she's a bit triggered in this scene. She's like, she you, is. Wait, yeah. are you investigating me? She gets kind yeah. of emotional and says, "This case is closed." Yeah. Um, we're I not in Janeway's they, ready room right now, though, right? We're in no. the briefing room. We're in the briefing. I think we're room in the right briefing now. room. Yeah. yeah, we've gone mm-hmm. from. Uh, yep. Um, from the ready room with yep. with Janeway to the briefing room with just Tuvok Correct. and Namira. Correct. But you can see, she's like, I thought you'd understand. They both start, he's, she starts getting a little emotional, a little, taking it a little personally. It's and like they're, it's like this person, their relationship, right? Their courtship is now t- Yeah, you're <laughs> seeing a bit of a, a romance yeah, that's yeah. underneath all of this. <laughs> we go back down to the planet. Neelix is talking about telepathy. He says, telepathy, I don't like it. I never have. It's bad for negotiations, bad for relationships. I love that. <laughs> He's just, I like, I, I love Neelix's delivery on that. Yeah. And Don't he's like talking it. to Seven. He's talking to Seven. At yes. This point. He's talking yeah. to Seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Seven says, it's, you know, it's Balana's fault then. She was careless with her thoughts. Right. And Seven even says, then her crime was ignorant. You know, um, yeah. she, first Seven says, uh, it was Balana's fault. She was careless. Yeah. And yeah. Neelix is like, that's not her fault. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she didn't know that having a bad thought yep. would get her in trouble here. And then Seven right. says, well, then her crime was ignorance, a common affliction among your crew. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. What? That's r- rude. It is rude, but I love this scene because Neelix is typically always happy, cheery rainbows, right? And then now he's he's, he's listening to off. Seven and he's pissed. And yeah. it's really awesome to see that Neelix, you know, yeah. has a bit of a backbone. He's not oh, spineless, yeah. right? And he's going to stand up for everybody on the crew and sort of debate Seven, yeah. which I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that interaction. I did too. Seven continues uh, saying that, you know, um, Voyager makes contact with alien species without knowing enough ahead of time. And that leads to conflict. Yeah. That it's ignorance. And mm-hmm. if the goal is to share knowledge, then yeah. assimilation is the perfect means of attaining that goal. She's basically yeah. like, look, Borg do it better than you guys. Right. You guys just dive in. You don't know enough about these people. You, mm-hmm. you end up in conflict. We just yeah. assimilate them. Yeah. And then we've shared our knowledge and they've shared theirs. <laughs> yeah. Oh sounds, sounds simple. Seven. Yes. But, uh, I don't yes. Know. yes. Oh, then we get over to a little quick scene with Tally when an old lady comes over to buy some produce and yep. uh, Tally drops something and she, the old lady freaks out saying she's an idiot and pulls a knife and ends up stabbing her. And now she's dead. She's Neelix dead. runs over and he's the one that makes the announcement that she's passed. And, uh, you know, that was shocking to me. Shocking. I don't remember this at all. No. So I was like, what? She's dead? So, yeah, tough, tough, uh, tough turn of events for Tally. Yeah. And we go back to the ship. Tuvok and Neelix are walking the down the hall yeah. and Neelix is filling him in on what happened. And he tells is that him looped? St- Do you think that was looped as I well? I think that was looped that was as well. Looped as well. Okay. And I think that they were walking so slowly. Like, I was like, why are they even doing this in the yeah. hall? Wouldn't they yeah, go sit somewhere? Of course, of course. And then they're walking super slow because we only had a, a certain length of corridor. And so mm-hmm. they didn't want to run out of set. So they yeah. just made the actors walk slowly, but it just seems strange. Yeah. And the looping makes sense because I feel that Neelix should have had a little bit more of shell shockness going on because mm. this is somebody he's so into. Yeah. And now she's gone. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe 
the looping or the you know the voiceover basically kind of changed it so that he he wasn't as shell shocked. It mm -hmm. just seemed much more casual. It was like yeah. I can't believe she's dead, and it was just like okay, let's keep walking and talking. It's yeah. it, a little too casual for me on that. Okay, all right. Yep. What happens next? Uh, uh, briefing room. Tuvok and Chief Examiner Namira, yeah. and uh, she's now there to ask Tuvok for his help she's feeling a bit overwhelmed and now she has to deal with a murder case that she's never dealt with before and she yep. just you know she's afraid that this random thought is going to be um infecting everybody yep. on the on the on the mari home world that everyone's going to start going into chaos and just you know beating people up so she needs tuvok to help her and again, their relationship continues. It's sort of, they have the argument and now she's like, now I'm back with you again. Throughout this episode, we, we see little bits of, of this relationship yep. that Tuvok has with Namira, yep. which is very interesting. Uh, let's see, now they're in the uh, Mari interview room and yeah, Tuvok is there. mind, yes, he's mind melding. And he's mind melding with, with Taurus. Taurus, yes. yes. Your honey buns. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I thought this set was super cool. They had these tubes on the wall yes I, I saw that and they put lights in them and i just thought that was cool i felt yeah. like it was a, a very yeah. simple probably not expensive trick but it no. felt just cool and yeah graphic yeah. and uh um they macgyvered yeah. it you know so mm -hmm. they macgyvered it um um tuvok asks about mr gwill and balana said he was kind of creepy he yeah. held her shoulders he wanted something Mm -hmm. she starts to have this memory she says he wanted something something terrible yeah yeah so you get the sense that there was something creepy in that first scene when i was like that's weird he's he's holding her shoulders a little too long he's looking in her eyes a little too long well that's clearly something else was happening in that moment because she felt it too yeah he wanted something terrible so Tuvok runs away and tries to find Gwil and miraculously, yes. <laughs> randomly, random thoughts, random location. You know, they yes. find Gwil walking down some stairs. Basically. Yes, he just finds yeah. him on this tiny he is. This little market little set. Market set, you know, off in the side. <laughs> he says he's, he's got children. He has to get home to his table. It's, mm -hmm. He's a bit mm -hmm. late, but he agrees to answer some questions. And then mm -hmm. he, he, he asks Tuvok, he says, are you a telepath? Because he knows he can immediately he can sense it, sense yeah, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. and he's hearing thoughts. And he says, ultimately, he says um, that he can see that Vulcans have very deep, dark thoughts. Yes, and he is clearly fascinated with this dark, unconscious side of the mind. Yeah, he was creepy to me. He's just like serial killer <laughs> kind of creepy. Oh my goodness! You know who he looks like? He looks a lot like the guy in the episode where I guess it was, we just reviewed this. This is the episode where uh, we come across the hologram that has murdered all the crew. Oh yeah. And the very first scene is the one last crew member that is leaned up against the bulkhead dead and he pulls him and the blood is down on the wall. That's yeah. who Gwil looks like. Gwil looks yeah, like that does. guy, the he background guy, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So they all talk right. for a bit, but um, you know, Tuvok doesn't get much more information. No. He says he's got to get home to his table. And mm -hmm. so he leaves and Tuvok follows him. So we have follows this little him. private yeah. eye moment. He's yeah. heading down some alleys, some dark alleys. Yeah. Mr. Gwill gets into this doorway and ends up making what feels like a drug deal. He's like, yes. He yes. 3,000 rens. And yeah. He looks at the money. And then ultimately he catches Tuvok and he's like, why are you following me? Yeah. And Tuvok offers to trade violent thoughts. He strikes a deal. 
I think you and I are looking for the same thing. I'll trade mm -hmm. you yeah. some of my violent thoughts. Right. And uh, Gwil says, okay, we'll get rid of that communicator and I'll meet mm -hmm. you later. Yeah. So we see Tuvok toss his communicator on the ground. You realize, uh-oh, he's on his right. own. Right. He's, gonna, he's going into this dangerous <laughs> situation. So yeah, we come back into the show with a this kind of montage, this violent montage. Yeah. And we realize that Tuvok is mind melding, that they're mind melding. And he Well, no, the mind meld doesn't happen just yet. Because Gwil is sort of like taking touching, some of the image, touching, touching Tuvok. It's like Tuvok's like not touching. Yeah. yeah, Gwil is like taking in Tuvok's right. dark thoughts. First. That's right. That's yeah. right. And then Tuvok, through his questioning and line of reasoning, he basically says, okay, now I know what you're doing. I'm taking you into custody. And as he's taking him into custody to take him to Namira, that's when Gwil's associates, let's just yes. say, show up and they jump him. And then Gwil beat, and associates beat the crap beat out of him. The, they beat the Vulcan poop out of uh, Tuvok. And in that scene, before Tuvok gets beat up, uh, Gwil does admit, he says, sometimes he buys these dark memories. Sometimes he shares them with people. Right. And sometimes, like with Bolana, he just takes what takes he Takes them. Yeah, he just took it from Bolana. Yeah. Straight, straight from your, your lady. Yeah. Uh, and then now we're in the, the purge room, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the same room as the interrogation room, the interview room. I'm not sure. But yeah. this is the, she's in the chair. The, the, the device is now is turned on by Namira and her associates and now Torres is is going through the beginnings of this engrammatic purge mm -hmm. uh which you know is not a good thing for Torres it's we got to get her out of there and then we flash back we jump back excuse me to, uh, to a scene where, yeah Tuvok and Gwil. Tuvok's in the alley right and somewhere. he's like I'm gonna give you what you want I'm gonna let you see everything and as Gwil is touching Tuvok's head and he's like, oh, I love it. This is great. This is what I want. And then Tuvok quickly grabs him, uh, his face, and starts to mind meld with him. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, don't, this is what you want. Don't be alarmed, you know, just, and then yeah, now he, Tuvok's he in control. Mind melds his, his yeah. most violent fantasies. Yes. They're locked in this mind meld. And Tuvok is basically killing him telepathically. In like, the mind meld, which in, I thought, I didn't inside know he could. Inside the mind meld, I didn't which know he was could do that. happening. Yeah, so it's, yeah. that. that's another yeah. example of how these thought these random thoughts these right deep dark thoughts can yeah if you go deep enough can really affect you yeah because physically it, affect you in the meld he strangles him to the point where he keeps he's, he's unconscious he's yep. just he's out right we go over to the purge is just about to conclude when mm -hmm. janeway stops it She's no, like, not about to conclude the main part's about to happen the main, main okay? part's yeah. about to happen they've just just you know kind of gotten it started and Janeway so, interrupts. Yeah, yep. Janeway interrupts. Mm -hmm. We've got new evidence, new information. Yeah. Um, we cut to the yeah. transporter room. Tuvok brings Gwil onto the ship. He's a prisoner now. <laughs> He's being detained. We go to the briefing room and Tuvok yeah. explains that uh, Gwil conspired with Frayn mm -hmm. to provoke a violent thought in Balana. Right. And they so that he could extract it. So right. He could extract mm -hmm. it. But they underestimated Balana's thoughts, basically. They didn't know that mm -hmm. this was a half Klingon. Right, <laughs> that they were yeah. that they were provoking. Right, and they explain to Namira that there's a huge underground black market in yeah. violent thoughts and violent images, and this is something. This is news to Namira. Namira has no clue this is going on. She's shocked yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah, right? this underground market, mm -hmm. and that they basically say outlawing this dark stuff doesn't make it go away. It just forces yeah. it underground. Right, and you've got a much more serious problem than just this one random 
uh, uh, one random violent thought that mm-hmm. you that you were pursuing. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to sick bay. Balana's now back on our ship. She seems fine. They just it was a very small extraction. The doctor right. said she should be, you know, totally fine. Be okay. Yeah. And Tuvok and Balana take a little walk and talk, and uh, I just thought it was funny because you. I felt like you saw the most Klingon out of Roxanne in this little walk and talk that I'd oh, seen yeah? in a long time. Okay, okay. <laughs> it felt like Balana had sort of um, <laughs> mellowed quite a bit. And then all yeah. of a sudden in this walk and talk, she, she it was came, like, it came out. <laughs> you saw that, that yeah. Klingon coming out on this walk Fire. and talk. Yeah, he offers to help her with her self control. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we sort of go out on that. We don't we don't really know wh- whether she wants to. Oh, she's is she. What does she say? She says something like, "Oh, thanks a lot" or something. Well, because uh, the way he said it, right? Tuvok was like, you know, I. In fact, it's it is a wonder that you've been able to control your, you know. And she's yes. like, "Oh, well, thanks, I guess." But it was still yes. a nice. I like it was the like a backhanded between, compliment. It, compliment. Yeah. Yeah, correct, but it's still it was a nice it was a nice interaction between Tuvok and Torres. Another combo that which we, we don't see a lot. we don't see. I lo- no, I nope. loved it. I thought it was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. We go to Janeway's uh, ready room and Seven pops in. Oh, not only she 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 barges in. She, she barges pop in. in. She just she doesn't even ring the doorbell. She doesn't even say it's me. Yeah. She just runs in. Right. She runs in. Yeah. And Janeway's Janeway, <laughs> by the way, has her lucky cup in her hand. Did you notice that the one? No, that, is that what she? The one that it's broke. The one that broke, but since the it's not timeline, broken because the timeline got reset. Oh, timeline got reset. Very so she's smart. got her lucky cup back. Yeah, nice. Seven says, you know, you've got these two objectives that are incompatible. You've got mm-hmm. exploration of, you know, uh, new, new um, places, new planets, and people, but mm-hmm. you've also got this objective of trying to get home, and they're in conflict. Mm-hmm. They're incompatible. Because you're putting yourself at risk every time you yeah. um, explore a new world or a new yeah. society or culture. And why don't you just avoid everybody and just make a beeline for home? And yeah. January is like, but that's that's not who we are. That's not we are we explorers. Are. This is what Starfleet's all about. It's about to gain knowledge for us to know more about the universe. You know, yeah. curiosity yep. is is a, a huge part of Starfleet. Yeah. And with that, basically, they, they leave it with like, well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah. And yeah. seven walks out yeah. and the door slams and Jamie goes dismissed because she, <laughs> she didn't ask to come in. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't wait to, to be leave dismissed. either. She just did her own thing. I loved uh, Kate's expression uh, there at the end yeah. when she said, Oh, okay. Dismissed. Yeah. yeah. So nice little comedic uh, interchange at the very end that written by Ken Biller there. Yes. So uh, yes. we like that one. Okay. Yeah. What was your theme? What was your lesson on this? Uh, you know, I think the lesson is that, uh, that, you know, as as human beings, we mm-hmm. we are made of both light and dark. Mm-hmm. I think we all have those uh, traits in us. Like nobody is completely mm-hmm. light and nobody is completely dark. Everybody is a combination of the two. Yeah. And you have to learn to accept that and deal with it that way. And if you yeah. push things down, that's when the problems happen. You know, when you try to eliminate yeah. one entirely. Um, so I think the lesson there is is just the acceptance of the fact that we are both we have light light and dark in in all of us and yeah. and that it is you know it is our it is our job to control those right so you have to have yeah. some some sense of uh restraint and some sense of morality and some sense of 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 ethics 
Um, and that's what kind of keeps people, that's what keeps people on the right track, essentially. Yep. So, um, yep. and not to squelch things down. So what about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, very similar. I, I wrote simply re repressing reality will not mm. make it go away. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever thing is true and real, which right. is like you said, we have light and dark that is true and very real. Mm -hmm. If you try to, you know, repress reality or bury it or hide it, it's not yeah. gonna, it's still real, it's still reality. So learning yeah. how to process it, how to yeah. manage it, how to make smart decisions, mm -hmm. you know, even though we have instincts of, of, of uh, you know, positive and negative things. So yeah, yeah repressing, repression is bad. It's it is not good. I think Tuvok and the Vulcan, the Vulcan model here, uh, in some ways, is is a good, healthy model because the Vulcans do have they haven't denied the dark side, correct? But they've learned ways to manage it, to know. manage, control it, yep, to keep yeah. it uh, to keep it at bay, right? Yeah. In a way, yeah. So, um, but they do know that there is darkness. They yeah. acknowledge it absolutely. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, cool. Well, that was fun. All right. So <laughs> thanks everyone for joining Robbie and I in reviewing Random Thoughts. Join us next week when we talk about the episode concerning flight. Oh. Which is interesting because what was the name of your fan club again? Random Flight. Exactly. Oh. So Random now your fan club <laughs> and concerning flight. So these two episodes are the favorite episodes of your fan club because wow. right the, there. Back to back. Back to back, my friend, concerning flight. Random thoughts and concerning flight make Random Flight. Yes. The Tom Paris International Fan Club. How crazy yes. is that? Back that to back, weird. season four episodes. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. Okay. Okay. So thanks everybody for joining us this week for Random Thoughts uh, rewatch and recap. And uh, don't repress your feelings. Don't repress, you know, acknowledge the light and the dark in your life and uh, find healthy and good ways to manage that. That's the lesson we got this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, we'll see you all next week when we review Concerning Flight. Mm -hmm.